Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the VC Pune podcast a podcast that provides a unique perspective of the startup world through the lens of venture capitalists and entrepreneurs I am your host Digjay and today I have with me Vinay Bansal co-founder and CEO at Inflection Point Ventures which is a sector agnostic early to mid stage angel investing platform that has invested in startups like Milk Basket, Uable, Fitso, Eden Homes and Vested Vinay is a finance professional and a turnaround specialist with 20 plus years of experience across Fortune 50 companies, private equity and startups. Before founding IPV, Vinay was a senior advisor at TPG Global and prior to that CFO and CIO at Wildcraft India. In today's episode, Vinay talks about his background and path to angel investing, the genesis of IPV, building a trust-based platform for both founders and investors, funding startups from seed to series A and B. and how ipv operates like an angel network while helping founders like vcs and pes do i had a great time talking to vinay and i'm excited to share this episode with you so without much ado let's jump in and listen to what vinay has to share welcome vinay glad to have you on the vc prana podcast thank you so much for taking out time today thanks a lot dikja appreciate your time and look forward to having a open and frank conversation Awesome. So, you know, Vinay, for for our listeners who don't know you yet, you know, maybe we can start with a brief background about yourself before we get to know more about IPV. Sure. No, happy to do that. Basically, I started my career with Unilever about twenty plus years back. You know, by profession, a chartered accountant, company secretary, and a cost accountant, and then veered into a little bit of Six Sigma and you know, interests and business development as well. After about four plus years with Unilever, spent about ten years. NGE globally you know practically lived in more than 7 countries more than 30 cities in my 10 year plus uh, tenure there then wanted to come back to the startup ecosystem and uh, became the CFO and CIO for a brand in Bangalore called Wildcraft kind of scaled very well and is quite well known brand today for me that was 6 years back and also parallelly started working on an ecosystem uh, for CXOs to solve uh, problems in 15 minutes that's called CXO genie and uh, you know kind of has developed out very well today and then um, spent the last 4 years before setting up IPV with a private equity fund Texas Pacific uh, TPG uh, which is a US private equity fund uh, helping um, work on some large portfolios uh, turning them around and uh, helping in the management work through the businesses Awesome. I'm, I think there's definitely an interesting mix of you know experience of working with big corporates as well as startups and you know doing something for the ecosystem, which brings me to the question that you know what led you to start IPV Inflection Point Ventures as we know it, and tell us what was the common belief among you know the different CXO co-founders who came together for this initiative. No, sure. See, let me start with the common belief first because I believe that's the DNA of everything, right? and that is actually the punchline or the tagline for ipv as well what we say is everyone and really everyone can grow with startups and that's what you would see us saying most places and when we say everyone you know it is the startup founders the people who work in startups the investors you know the comp- the country uh, creation of jobs creation of infrastructure you know and so on so forth uh, so i think that was the core belief that when startups grow everything around them grows and everyone who works with them also grows right and with that theme in mind is when we said ipv has to be set up in a very democratic way and should be able to democratize things 
and when we looked around there was nothing in the country that was making it very easy for founders to raise money or very deep confidence to be given to investors to be able to put money in startups you know it's always looked at a very high risk category uh, so we wanted to solve for both sides you know both the entrepreneur as well as the investors and that's exactly what we did with inflection point ventures in the last 2 years wherein for the entrepreneur we released significant amount of time and effort in raising funding and for investors made it really deep very high quality while still being a democratic uh, process for investors to invest easily in a very very cost effective manner and yet in a very high trust and a very high quality uh, startups very interesting and tell us more about you know ipv its operational model you know the check size and the portfolio composition that you have today sure so you know let me go back to what i said as the dna and the core right where we say everyone can grow with startups and therefore we wanted it to be a very wide spectrum yet very deep and high quality uh, now very difficult stuff to do and that's why a very strong management team was required now from an operational model perspective we are an ecosystem player we are here not just to fund right i mean anybody can cut checks the key play for us is to be able to come in not only give funding but even handhold the entrepreneur for the next 5 7 years whatever it takes to make the make the startup and the entrepreneur successful on the investor side we should be able to bring in strategic and smart money for them for the entrepreneurs and the founders when these guys put in the checks they bring in a lot of expertise a lot of network a lot of ability to guide the business to mentor the startups and so on so forth you know through the next 5 years post of funding in terms of check size we are stage agnostic we have cut checks from 100k to a 2 million dollars right so it's a very wide spectrum for an early stage investing firm as well i mean we have participated in series b as well and i would say maybe the last 6 months we would have cut more than 6 million dollar checks in terms of uh, portfolio we decided to be sector agnostic you know that's how you get the best founders running the best businesses and therefore we completely stay sector agnostic and are able to attract the best of the businesses run by best of the founders and in turn giving some great returns to our investors right and that's at the end of the key for investors great return great learning for founders great support system and great success right and i think you pointed out right you know some of these elements are key to you know build a good ecosystem or a marketplace model like ipv has today you know where investors uh, represent the demand side and startups represent the supply side in a way so one very important element for you know this kind of a platform is is trust uh, so tell us how did you gain the trust of investors you know on the platform especially going from you know 0 to 2700 plus members today you know in just 2 to 2 and a half years Sure, uh, I think you picked up two very deep points here, Vijay. Point on trust is the core of everything we do, and trust is built by three factors, right? One is your ability and capability to do what you are saying, your willingness, execution, and the will to be able to get done what you are doing, and number three, to be able to decide and say what you will do and what you will not do, and then stick to the path. And that's exactly what we did at IPV. uh we started off small and uh, you know we we said we are going to do great investments in great founders uh have a great product and a great customer service and which would lead to great results and as a result start coming in our startups started getting valued better 
you know, with last year we gave six exits, all six practically more than 100% average IRR. And this year again, you know, we are doing four or five exits with 100% plus IRR. That started speaking to the strength of the quality of the work we were doing. And I think when you have a great product led combined with a great customer service, the customers start to come in. And that's what happened with their investor base. But as you speak about, you know, two, two and a half years, I think anything that gets an overnight success is actually in the making for four or five years. And that's what happened here as well. You know, I've been investing for the last 10 years plus in startups, have been observing the whole ecosystem very, very closely. Even, you know, I have cut checks to some large companies in, in the first or the first check, you know, let's say Fitso or, you know, very early stage invested in Milk Basket uh, and a couple other startups, including Bharat Pay. So, you know, I was observing, learning, making mistakes. And before I came to the final model of what should work. Uh, so, yeah, we've grown fast, but I think the product was in the making for practically uh, five to six years, though we launched it about two years back. Awesome. And you know, that's really great to hear. And especially for a lot of founders, you know, who are building ecosystems and trying to gain trust of, you know, different stakeholders on those ecosystems or platforms, uh, you know, clearly shows your experience and your observation skills and true reading of how to win the trust of the stakeholders involved is very critical to, you know, pave that path for success and scaling up uh, subsequently. So, you know, kudos to you on that. And, you know, just following up, there are several angel investment networks in the country now. A lot of them are picking up traction as well. So how are you differentiating yourself from, you know, platforms like AngelList or Let's Venture or even, you know, legacy networks like Indian Angel Network? Sure, sure. I lay out four or five things here for you, Digjay. Um, and these were the four or five factors that led us to start IPV. If these four or five things were being taken care of by others in the ecosystem, probably there was no need to set up IPV. Let me start with a kind of a hypothetical example, right? If you have a kid, biological parent and the other parent who kind of holds the hand and, you know, grows that child, the child is more likely to be aligned to the parent who has helped them grow, right? Or who has helped them feed, who have helped them educate, etc. That's, I think, the core differentiator for us. You know, do not just provide seed capital. What is critical for us is post-investment support both for investors as well as for startups. So for startups, we are able to help them get business. We are able to help them hire the right people. We are able to help them build the right strategy. We are able to help them connect to the right next set of investors. We are able to get them mentors and so on and so forth, right? Which, which is really the growing up part of, of the adolescent. Right. Uh, so that's one big difference from the startup's perspective. From the perspective of the investor, while money is one thing, the trust, as you rightly said in the earlier question, is very critical. We bring on the investors who are smart, who are professionals, who understand how businesses run. They have run businesses themselves. And therefore, when they look at a business, they are not only able to identify how a Mercedes looks like, they can also have the capability to convert a Maruti into a Mercedes, right? That's the journey we really play here. And that is what is showing up, right? In the last two, two and a half years of our investing, not a single startup has shut down, even in this period, right? We are giving some three or four great exits, even in current period. So, you know, that's the kind of uh, two very belief level differentiators where IPV is set up. Now, where does it convert to in terms of operations or what we do? In terms of what we do, it converts into 
you know, handholding post investment, it converts into a great due diligence, which is a business due diligence, pre-investment, a deep collaboration with the startups, both pre-investment and post-investment, an ability to take them to the next rounds and help them get business and so on and so forth. You know, most of the other angel networks, you would see just provide funding, right? You come in, you have a lead investor, it helps you fund, and then you are gone. Uh, so that's a very sharp play on funding. And we are doing a very democratic play on ecosystem. So that's the key difference. No, for sure. And that's really helpful. And, you know, like we're seeing, you know, the investment landscape is also evolving. You know, the responsibility on the angel investment side is crucial just for startups to, you know, believe in, in the first check that they're getting and truly ask for more than just funding uh, in terms of support and in terms of, you know, backing to just grow their startup to the next stage. So I want to shift gears here and just talk about, you know, the investment life cycle of a startup at IPV. And, you know, before we do that, tell us about the deal source model at IPV and, you know, how many deals are you seeing on average today on a weekly or a monthly basis? Sure. So, you know, Again, sticking to our core of democratizing everything, we follow a very distributed, yet very highly uh, filtered model. You know, what that means is that any of our investor members, if they like any founder or if they like any startup, they can bring it to us, right? And if we have, let's say about 3000 investors today, these are the people on the ground across geographies, across sectors, across industries and across expertise levels who keep a lookout for great founders, right? And that is our, you know, deal sourcing model. Everything happens through the system. We do not, you know, work through any of the distributors or any of the middlemen. So it's a direct relationship with the founders. And given that we have a large distribution uh, in place, we look at about 10 deals a day. I myself look at about 10 deals every day. Wow. And at IPV, we would be looking at anywhere about 3,000 to 5,000 deals a year between our various uh, co-founders uh, and as the uh, investment review committee team. So yeah, quite a quite a large deal flow, yet very cost-effective and yet highly uh, you know curated even at the entry point. Right, very interesting. And you know, if you could elaborate on a typical journey of a startup which is coming to IPV uh, for fundraising, what are the steps that you know they have to go through? Sure. Uh, while we believe that the journey with IPV is not just you know, for funding, it's a probably a five to six year journey uh, beyond that. And that's a more powerful, more enjoyable and a more happy journey. But if your question is largely to funding, then we say we have six steps in six weeks from founder, meeting the founder to funding the money in the bank. We have a six week turnaround time. Mm -hmm. In these six weeks, a lot of work happens. You know, we evaluate the founder deeply by meeting the founder either in person or on Zoom these days with multiple meetings. We look at the business model in depth. We do a great due diligence. Uh, in one of the weeks, we will have them present to our large set of investors. And then we end up at the end of week four by issue of a term sheet and probably in the next two weeks, the funding in the bank. So in the whole process, the founders do not need to spend individual time with any of our investors. We practically act like a fund for them where everything is handled by us, uh, both for the founders as well as for the investors uh, and become a seamless manner, yet probably one of the fastest funding turnaround um, you know, across the network. Right. So there is one level of screening that happens you know, before 
all the investors on the platform look at a startup as a potential you know investment option yes there are actually three levels of screening before that okay so you know we would have looked at the business model we would have looked at the business economics we would have spoken to a few customers we would have spoken to competition we would have met the founders ourselves and evaluated them on multiple criteria and after applying of all those filters is when we are fairly confident then we take them to the investors then uh, investors give give us their feedback report we issue that feedback report which is a 15 page report back to all the founders within 48 hours mm-hmm. then we start the due diligence results come in then we issue the term sheet uh, and so on and so forth amazing so you've kind of operationalized this you know entire flow and removed a lot of uh, you know roadblocks i would say friction in between which you know usually startups and investors have to go through just in terms of timing and the number of people that they have to you know talk to and share their pitch with uh, you know in terms of screening criteria i just wanted to double click there yeah. what are the two or three you know key criteria that you over index on you know when when you're screening these startups to show it to your investor platform okay why we have about 200 checklist points that we look at about 100 of them if i was to bucket in one bucket is great businesses for example great businesses which have great demand customers love them good business matrix easy to execute great product great service cost effective high speed high customer stickiness that's kind of one bucket the business model has to be great and loved by customers the second piece we will over index on is the founder quality and the management team quality uh, and here also we have more than 100 data points that we collect and 100 parameters that we evaluate the team on so yeah these would be my two top you know pieces to over index on the business model and the founder uh, and management team and you know a lot of first time founders you know when they're pitching for fundraising for the first time there's a lot of rejection that they have to face and it so happens that you know they don't get the right feedback every time from whichever fund they're pitching to So what is the level of feedback that you know IPV is trying to provide to startups that do not end up you know raising funding uh, from the investor base Sure I think that is again you know going back to a DNA of democratizing and kind of making it a full ecosystem play So two or three things and I'm now specifically talking to people or for those founders who we do not end up funding Yeah One is if they have presented to our investor base you know they will get a 15 page report from us within 48 hours and this 15 page report will touch upon all those 200 parameters that we have spoken about you know both quantitatively and qualitatively and we are very open about it sharing it back with the founder and you know the founder has a very transparent way of looking at why we are going ahead or why we are not going ahead but even before that every founder that applies to IPV using our online tool or or through our website 100% of the founders will get a reply from us within 2 to 3 weeks. We have the policy of responding to every founder. We might miss out as an exception, but that is the policy we follow here and that is how the processes are operationalized. Now third piece is let's say there are founders who have not got funded, which will be like let's say 98% of the people who have come to us. All of these 98% have a free membership to our founder genie program. So this is the program that we have built for any founder any business to solve any problem real time and here they can get mentorship advice how to build the business how to talk to the peers how to hire the right people and so on so forth so while the founder may not be ready or the business model may not be ready for us to fund right now we do want to help even those 98% founders 
who can be great founders in the future or can build great businesses in the future and we are enabling that through our founder genie program right amazing so any founder which applies to ipv you know irrespective of whether they get the funding or not they become a part of the ecosystem through through this founder genie program where they can interact with other founders mentors to get advice and get support on on their business model while they're working on the idea absolutely that's that's definitely unique and something which we need in the ecosystem uh, just to you know help a lot of uh, first time founders who are getting into this unaware uh, falling and getting up and just learning in the process that you know how entrepreneurship works and what's the right way to figure out the path forward so you know you're doing this at a lot of scale and a lot of volume tell me how many investments has you know ipv made this year and i know that's a big number and tell us you know follow up is what's driving the pace of execution at ipv sure so when you are sector agnostic stage agnostic you know and you want to democratize stuff which means that your your costs have to be low right both for the investors and for the founders the way to do it is to do it via scale and volume uh and therefore we want to look at every founder and select the best and that's why no barriers of stage check size or or sector that allows us to play very wide deep and operationalize the machinery so with that in mind i think we would have done you know about 40 plus deals already this year uh, i think 30 plus have got announced about 20 out of these 30 would have got done post covid and we will look to do about a pace of about 50 deals in any given financial year uh, going forward as well and um, i would say yeah, our focus remains work with a very sharp focus and uh, with very deep empathy for all our stakeholders i think you you picked the right word there empathy and you know to close deals you know at this pace it requires you know like we touched upon earlier a very good understanding of of the platform the product and the stakeholders so you know after after these two and a half three years you know working with ipv what do you think are the key junctures you know within a startup's investment life cycle uh, that you have managed to remove roadblocks and you know reduce friction sure i think um, multiple examples are i guess um i would say if i was to do a very early stage investor let's investment you know let's say we invested in an hr tech company talent litmus first round with us first check by ipv you know we connected them maybe to 100 plus chros across the country a great product all it needed was marketing and distribution that ipv provided and so much so that you know the founders came back and said when i hold on to your connects and to your sales uh, you know let us kind of work on what we have and digest what we have and continuously build the product as well for the new customers demands right so that's kind of an early stage support uh, and i'm not talking about funding here right because funding is a given Uh, then let me talk about a little bit medium stage, where you know a business in OTT, let's say Torch, you know Vinayak, we had funded him maybe again as the first key check or maybe as the second key check, and then you know with the IPV's ecosystem, he got funded by directly a private equity player within being six months with us. So he completely bypassed VC play altogether, and that was the power that you know IPV brings to various founders, at least. i would say uh, out of the 40 plus investments that we were done this year i would say three would have already gone through a direct private equity route you know without going through vcs while another six seven would have gone through the vc route now coming to a late stage startup how do we add value uh, let me pick milk basket uh, a great business uh, was doing about uh, 40 to 50 million dollars in annual revenue run rate 
four and a half, five year old company, but was bleeding cash. So when we came in, we, we started working with the founders to turn around the company. You know, today it is uh, operationally a bit of positive company, still at the double of the revenue run rate that we came in. And it's just been eight months that we invested in the company. So, you know, even large scale turnarounds is something that IPV can work with the founders to, to help them be sustainable and grow for long. So yeah, a ton of uh, different uh, plays and benefits that comes to the founders, which work with IPV at different stages. Very interesting. And, you know, uh, as a follow-up to my previous question, when I was comparing IPV to angel networks, you know, from the examples that I'm hearing, uh, it seems that, you know, IPV is uh, providing as much value through its investor network, you know, as much as VC funds do today. Uh, and in some cases, like you mentioned, you know, they're completely skipping that play and, you know, uh, getting private equity rounds uh, thereafter. So, you know, what do you think is differentiating you from some of these VC funds, which are, you know, very lean models, uh, you know, partner driven models uh, compared to IPV, which is, you know, democratizing and involving a lot of a huge network of investors in general? Yeah, yeah. So if I was to define IPV's operational model, right, I mean, from a VC lens yeah. or an angel network lens, we are going to operate a very wide spectrum in the sense that we will be able to help our invested companies like a private equity will do. You know, they bring in very deep expertise, strong talent, one of the best talent in the country, etc. So we get that through our CXO network. We work like a VC for a founder where, you know, they don't have to meet individual investors. You know, we evaluate like a VC. We have that talent to be able to evaluate founders sharply, not only the business model, etc. And, you know, very seamless process to invest while still maintaining a flexibility of an angel network and that ownership for individual investors to be able to not only invest, but also guide, mentor and learn uh, alongside the startups. So it's again a very wide spectrum play as well, uh, Big Jay. Yeah. So that's how we would say we look like an angel network, we work like a VC, we support like a private equity firm. Right. I think that describes IPV perfectly. It covers all the three support networks that startups look for. Uh, so, you know, before we get into the rapid fire, you know, one last question, you know, having seen this growth over the last two, three years and, you know, getting that founder love and founder support, what do you think, you know, is IPV's vision uh, for the next five to 10 years? I think uh, the vision is to stay true to your mission, right? Which is, you know, unlock potential for both the startups and the investors. And therefore, show that really everyone can grow with startups, whether it is the country, whether it is the founders, whether it is jobs, whether it is uh, investors, right? We really want to make that uh, dream come true and show that this is doable. So that's, that's where the vision is for the next five, 10 years and probably do it at a global scale. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear that. So when I want to, you know, jump into our final segment of the show, which is the rapid fire round. I'll ask some questions and, you know, hope to get your uh, immediate thoughts on the same. Sure. Okay. One thing that you'd like to change to improve the state of the Indian startup ecosystem. It is the ecosystem itself, right? Not just cut the check, but bring the ecosystem. It's not there today. Yeah. So have more IPVs along the way that can add, you know, more value to the ecosystem. Absolutely. More IPVs, more investors, more talent, you know, more funding, more guidance, more mentorship and so on. I mean, the list goes on. The most unusual memorable pitch meeting that you had with the founder? Yeah, I think that was, I think I've had many and every, everyone is unique, but I will take one right now, which is Fitso. 
which is a national sports brand today. Uh, I had kind of cut the first check about five years back. And uh, since it was on a fitness platform and the founder was also a runner, I'm also a runner. We actually caught up on a Sunday morning at Sukhna Lake in Chandigarh. And we went around the lake for a 10 kilometer run. Wow. And it was during that run that the founder pitched what he was trying to do and his idea. And by then, when we were just finishing the run, I said yes and cut the check next day. If you had to give a TED talk, what topic would you choose and why? I think um, I would choose figure out how to evaluate founders. I think there is too much noise around businesses. I think the success or the failure of a great business model hinges on the founders. Uh, and too often I see that, you know, if a great business model fails because the founder wasn't great, we say, oh, this personal model will not work, you know, because it didn't work earlier. I would want the people to go deeper and look at who was the founder who was running that great business model. And that's where the real insights lie. The same business model when run by another great founder will be super successful, right? So don't write off business models because just because they failed, look at founders deeply. And here I say that, you know, looking at businesses is a science. You can look from a PNL up to down and figure out if the business model is good or not. But looking at founders is an art. And that's where, you know, you can't apply a science here. But art comes with practice. Art comes with patience. And that's what I would like to talk about. That how do we really look at founders deeply? VCs and founders from the ecosystem that you admire and look up to? I think uh, a lot of them. Um, I would say... You know, let me first talk about founders because those come first, right? And then VCs come later. I would say if you were to look at vision, you know, and in that order, uh, I would say Steve Jobs had a great vision. From a perspective of uh, execution, uh, I would say Dell. I would say, you know, uh, Thomas Alva Edison at GE. Uh, I would say Ford at Ford. I would say, uh, you know, Elon Musk at Tesla. So, you know, those names, these guys have built teams, built big businesses and executed them well. Even Tim Cook at, you know, Apple, Jeff Bezos at Amazon, a great, admirable, uh, you know, thought process. Coming to VCs, I would club it as not just VCs, I would say VCs plus investor bucket, right? And I would say Sequoia is a great example. Uh, you know, very disciplined in the investing, very sharp, very long-term focused and kind of you know, plays the ecosystem play. Uh, very few VCs actually can do that. Many private equity firms, you know, I work for TPG, an amazing place to be at, you know, a, a world-class culture leads to a very high trust environment, very high interdependency uh, basis work. If you look at Berkshire Hathaway, you know, again, I mean, they play like a private equity. I mean, before any other private equity came, came to being. And their principles are time-tested, you know, work with great founders who you trust, who you respect, who you like, you know, it's a great way to summarize how to work with great founders and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, that will be the way I look at, you know, both founder uh, founders as well as the VC slash funding ecosystem. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a long list of names, but definitely, you know, some of the names that you mentioned, you know, they have to be on your list uh, for you to learn and grow, you know. Vina, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And, you know, before we sign off, any last thoughts for both current and aspiring founders who are listening to this episode? Yeah, I would say given the times, have the runway, 18 to 24 months. Don't say no to money. And if capital is an important constraint, 
then don't be too much fussy about small things here and there and always know your priorities and uh, go and execute your stuff awesome vinay it was an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and you know love uh, what you guys are doing at ipv i hope it scales and you know funds many more startups uh, in the coming years thank you so much for your time today thanks a lot dikje great talking to you and all the best in what you do Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the VC Bruno podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let our guests know about it. Share your thoughts on social media and let them know what were your key takeaways. We would truly appreciate if you could subscribe to our podcast on the podcast platform of your choice and leave us a review on Apple iTunes. This will help others discover the podcast. To get insights and to learn more about startups and venture capital, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We will love to hear from you there. You can find all episodes together on our website thevcpreneur.com. We will be back again next week with another VC preneur that is making a dent in the venture universe. Until then, take care and keep shining.